Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Twin Peaks Season 2, Episode 8. It's called Drive With Dead Girl, full spoilers for the episode as always. It's really funny actually because we just <laughs> we watched Riverdale just a little bit earlier, so seeing Shelley in both shows at you know vastly different ages is really weird. Uh, especially since she was fighting with her husband on Riverdale this week, which was very reminiscent <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah, it was. <laughs> very reminiscent of her and Leo. But, uh, so now here, here we here we are. Uh, again, slightly late this week, uh, as seems to keep happening. However, good news is, is that a lot of the CW shows are off for a few weeks after this week, so the chances of us actually hitting this first one midweek are actually starting to look kind of promising. It's much higher, isn't it? Yeah. But regardless, here we are. This is the first one of two this week, and this episode eight. Uh, we we obviously, I think Leland is probably the most intriguing stuff in this episode. Oh, certainly. Uh, we we see him like playing golf. We, we, his wife Sarah, she doesn't seem to know exactly what's happened. She she obviously, I mean, we know she passed out before the actual murder. Yeah. But it seemed like she was aware that there was something wrong last episode. Where it seems like no, she's. She's still distraught. She doesn't look exactly... I mean, she, she looks like someone who's stayed home sick from work, rather than Yeah, but she else. doesn't seem to realise there's anything that wrong. Yeah, and Leland, uh, Raywise, was just doing some wonderful things this episode. His, like, happy, like, go-lucky kind of attitude. His, the, his laughing, crying. Yeah, crying, but then it turns into an evil laugh because it's actually Bob, and we, we kept seeing that thing where it's Bob in the mirror. We, we had that repeatedly throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, and we see that he's got uh, Maddie like stuffed in his his golf bag, really big golf bag actually. Uh, yeah, it is. T- typically, I think of because I think when you think of a golf bag, you think of the the one that you usually see them carrying with the the clubs hanging out of it at the top. Yeah, clubs hanging out, sling it over your shoulder. Uh, and yeah, usually there's a cap for it, but this was like yeah. a more of a big suitcase type of type of thing. Yeah, it was like a big bag, wasn't it? Uh, but but of course, because he had to fit a body in it, so they had to go with something a bit more uh, mm. a bit more meaty. But now a lot of great stuff, right down to the point where like he he's driving reckless, and Cooper senses there's something wrong earlier when he sees him, and he goes out to say to him, "Look, if you think of it, in that night with Ben, because obviously Ben's been arrested, and we'll get to Ben's plot." Yeah. But he he like there's that moment where he's like, "Do you want to see the clubs?" And I'm like, "Wait, don't you have a body in that bag?" Yeah, I was that as well. I was like, I was like, is he doing that thing where you you're so false confident with what you are mm. that it's like, well, you know. It won't matter. It's interesting. I didn't read. I didn't read that. Read it that way. I mean, I can see it being that way, uh, but I read it as he, he he's so like he's so cocky. It's like he wants him to find out, and he's mm. so cocky about it. It's like, and again, this is me thinking it's less actual Leland and more more Bob. Yeah. Although after he actually gets a club out, it looks like he actually wants to hit Cooper, and Cooper just happens to be going because they hear about because the one-armed man went missing but then they found him and yeah. he's like eh. uh, but no it's uh it's a very very sort of good moment yeah yeah I, I really thought it was like he was going to it so if he actively draws attention to it and goes to mm. it it won't it won't seem suspicious yeah no I, I can see that i don't know if he was really thinking about it that much though I, I, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, once he had the club out and he looked like he was about to hit him, I was like, eh, okay, this is probably just he wanted an excuse to get the club. Yeah, I, I almost feel like he wanted to see and realise that he was him before he hit him kind of thing. Like, mm. he wants somebody to catch him and know that it was him before he does something, even though the sheriff's yeah, he, over there. He kind of wants the glory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but of course, at the end of the episode, uh, Cooper gets a call. Audrey comes in, of course, and uh, there's a great, wonderful thing. Where, again, she's changed a lot from her experience, but he's still very much Cooper in that he's got his, sh- his shirt off because he's uh, he's been going to, he was going to bed. He was talking to Diane on the on the tape recorder, and he puts his shirt on kind of to answer the door, but he doesn't button it up. And when she comes in, and she's like, "Oh, is that where you got shot?" Because she sees the scar. And he's like, eh, yeah, and he awkwardly starts buttoning up his shirt because he feels uncomfortable that he's yeah. he's presented like this to this supposedly high school girl. I say it supposedly did. because they, they seem to have completely forgotten that any of these characters were meant to be in high school. They have. It, it did make me laugh a little bit that he put on the shirt but didn't bun it up. It was like, what's what's the point? Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I appreciate he picked up the gun this time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's learning. Yeah, that, that, that was smart. That, that, that's why it made me chuckle. It's like, right, he, he's, he's clearly thinking, this could be someone coming back to finish the job. Gun. No, wait, shirt first. But he, but arguably, also, he maybe thinks it was Ben who shot him the last time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and now maybe now there wouldn't be a third. Obviously, he still thinks there is a chance. He, he doesn't quite feel it. He doesn't feel comfortable that it's... Because even when Audrey says, did he do it? And he's like, oh, that's for the, the, the court to say. He's like, yeah, but do you think he did it? And he just says that's not for me to say. He's, he's not willing to actually fly out say that he, he, he has yeah, a feeling. Yeah, and 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 well, we we know he actively feels the other way because he he told the sheriff to maybe we should yeah. let him go. And and the sheriff is like, look, this is still kind of my and I've went along with everything, all the crazy stuff, the dreams, the giants, the dwarfs, <laughs> everything, Tibet, <laughs> whole shebang. But we've got evidence here. We're we're charging Ben. We're charging him, and they, they do have some reasonable evidence. Uh, they do at this point. So, that's fair. That's fair. Although now that there's another dead body turned up, well, he was in custody. Maybe yeah, it throws a wrench in that. But I, I really did like that scene where Cooper was like, "Okay, sure, yeah, you're right. I forget that you're the one that that's. This is your area. You you know these people." Yeah. Yeah, but back to the scene with Audrey though. I I really liked that. So she's asking if if like her, her, she was the reason why he's getting put away, and then. Afterwards, she's she she she's determined to let Cooper know that there was no like when she was at One Eye Jacks and she was technically undercover as a prostitute. She never actually went through with a a job as as a she never actually had yeah. sex with any any of the Johns. Uh, and they have this great thing where you know he doesn't let her finish saying he's like I know I know you like and so like, no but I need you to know and it's, it's their relationship's actually very sweet and we've it said is. this before but it's now it's now particularly sweet and. This kind of vulnerability she now has, because she was so strong before, and she was so to a fault that got her into trouble because she didn't see the yeah, risks. But then it went wrong, and now she's kind of almost broken in that sense. She doesn't really know who she is as much after that. Yeah, she needs to build up her strength again. And mm. so I'm, I'm really curious to see how this develops. I know that they probably this is probably the relationship that got vetoed <laughs> because was yeah. the, the, the long the, of course the, I don't know if it was ever confirmed outright but the, the whole thing where Lara Fern Boyle who was dating dating uh, Kelly McClacken uh, didn't want the, this relationship to go forward. It seems to be this was the one that she's I can't imagine there was any other that it could have been. Yeah. It's so weird though I don't even feel like oh they shouldn't have done it because she's meant to be in high school I'm like oh, at this point I, I barely even remember I, I agree with that but more so for me I'm not sure I'd want them to be a, a romantic pairing because mm. I kind of like this relationship that they do have yeah yeah I can see although I, I, I see it happening eventually though like even if it's off off the show kind of thing like yeah yeah because as much as there's an age difference now that feels weird because she's meant to be in high school in like five years when he's like 34 and she's 20 
or whatever like at that point yeah like who gives a shit <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's not about the age thing it's just that the relationship they actually do have i quite like oh yeah I like I, it i'm not sure it needs to have this romantic element i think it will i, I think in the new season that, that'll be there yeah that makes sense uh, I, I think it'll develop to that but i like what it is just now because it, it does have yeah. this this innocent sweetness to it because uh, he is such an upstanding guy who's like no i'm not i'm not crossing this line i'm not breaking these rules which especially comes it, it's more apparent in the show as well because we ben did cross that line he was having a relationship with laura so, so did yeah. leo and all that but ben's the recent one that really sticks out is because he's like you know he's, he's in his 50s pushing 60 maybe and he he's had this relationship with this high school girl yeah, and it's the same with obviously like Jacoby. He he wanted mm. to as well. It's yeah. it's kind of been a running theme since the start of the show. So so Cooper's surrounded by these other people who are even older than he is, who have succumbed to this this temptation, and he's like, no, I'm not crossing that line. And I, I think that's interesting. I think it's interesting from his his character and their relationship is definitely unique. It's the only scene we get in the show this episode with Audrey, uh, but that's okay. Uh, so. Yeah, let's, let's jump to, to to Ben, Ben and Jerry, and there was some great hilarity to come from this as well, because J- Jerry comes in and he's like, right, I'm going to be a lawyer, since, since your actual lawyer's been also been tried for a murder, uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to represent you. Uh, and there's a wonderful flashback, because he reminisces, oh, we had bunk beds in a room, and there was this girl dancing, and there's this weird flashback where it's this girl with a with Goes a on for a lot longer than you'd expect as well. Yeah, and she's all in silhouette and she's dancing and you just see the light, uh, the, you know, the yeah. flashlight sort of moving around and it's... And what I loved about it especially is that the kids who were meant to be Ben and Jerry, like, the one who's meant to be Ben's in a suit and he's holding a cigar, which just... Perfect. Just tops off, doesn't it? Perfect. Uh, but there was some hilarity there. See, when they're actually in the, the, the interrogation room with, with Cooper and the sheriff... Yeah. And they present Laura's diary, the secret diary. He's like, do you know what this is? And Jerry just leans into Ben and goes, a book. A book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's just even Jerry being like, well, you only have 24 hours. Or is it 48 hours? Do you know, do you know what the funniest thing about all this was? Is I don't even think he actually had any lawyer qualifications. It was actually really amusing to me when Cooper brings up, oh, you actually did go to law school. You failed like, multiple times and you graduated the lowest yeah. of your class. But... The lowest in his class of 142, failed the bar three times, <laughs> had his license to practice law repealed in like four or five different states. Yeah, but not this one. Not this one, clearly. So, so, so technically he's still he's still good to act as act as he's a, he's a lawyer. Uh, all, all that was supremely obviously eventually they get the one-armed man to come in and basically sniff at him this is right before the sheriff puts his foot down and says no we're still charging him Yeah. Uh, but the, the one-armed man's like no this isn't this, he says like, he's been close but he's yeah. not here now which we know because he, he ran to Cooper and the sheriff uh, just Leland yeah Leland ran into Cooper yeah. and the sheriff yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just just before this, so we, yeah. we we know this is where he's been. He's been close, and we were we're aware of all this. So it, it's just uh, it's really intriguing. Obviously, Ben's throwing a fit, but possibly even more entertaining than any of this is that Pete, who now knows Catherine's around, seemingly knows all about everything that happened as well. Knows about the affair. Yeah, he he's been caught up off screen. He's been caught up off screen. He comes into the, the jail cell, and before he gets to the jail cell, actually, he does talk to the sheriff a little bit about Josie. And they realise she's been telling different stories depending on who who she's been talking to, and so they've got a hint that there's something more going on, but something for later. Yeah. Uh, but he goes into the jail cell and he talks to talks to. Bay, he pulls out a tape recorder, 
And he, he plays a message from Catherine about how, yeah, I'm kind of your alibi for the night she get killed. Oh, this is a pickle. Maybe if you uh, sign over to me, I've, you know, you know, you're. I, I, I don't know if she specifically asked for the hotel, but she asked for everything else. She asked for the, the mill back, and she definitely asked for the mill. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't make out if she was saying, oh, "I'll let you keep your precious hotel," or if I want your precious hotel. Uh, mm. I'll assume keep until I hear otherwise. But she, basically, she's blackmailing them. It's like I'm your alibi, and unless it's like I want what's mine, isn't it? Yeah, and, and unless you give me what I want, it looks yeah. like I just won't be around to give you your alibi. Yeah. it's perfect uh, and I, I think for me what was making the whole thing obviously him him throwing a fit was great but it was Pete Pete like maliciously with his little face like <laughs> just he was just gleefully eating this up it was and nice. Pete's been such a nice uh, laid back old guy like the whole show it was kind of just just kind of invigorating just watching him like, do something different yeah t- take yeah. pleasure in something like this. It's like he's finally got his wife back. Like, really? Yeah. Because they're working together as a team. I don't even think he cares what they're doing. He's just happy they're together and doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dear. Uh, but even though I said there's a lot of funny stuff in that, it's probably not the, the most the most entertaining in that, in terms of amusement that the show got because we ha- Lucy came back. Finally. With her sister, who's very similar to her, and they had a baby. Uh, with them, and obviously it's her sister's baby because uh, Lucy's not. Even if Lucy, did, you know, she hasn't been pregnant that long enough. Yeah. It's not. It's not been nine months, which leads to probably one of the biggest funniest moments in the episode is when Andy comes in halfway through the episode and comes in, and Lucy's holding her sister's baby, her niece or nephew. I have no idea. Uh, I don't think they mentioned. Uh, I don't think they did what the baby's name was or what gender it was, but she's holding the baby, and she's just like, "Andy, what is it?" And he's like, "Lucy." And he obviously doesn't get it, despite the fact that she's like she wasn't even showing before she left. He he, he faints and it's well, like we know Andy's not all there in the head. Yeah, which led to more funny stuff because we had the three of them together afterwards. When he's like sort of you know he's nursing his head and he's trying to explain, Lucy, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, I want to talk about my sperms. And he, her sister keeps butting in and she keeps giving these wild opinions. Yeah, we don't need more men and the little sperm shooters. And she keeps talking. And eventually, both of them tell her to shut up. Actually, we do know that the baby's a boy, don't we? Oh, do we? Because she, she looks down. Oh, that's at, right, that's at, right, yeah. And goes, oh, another sperm shooter. That's right, you're right, you're right. You're right, yeah, little sperm shooter. Because yeah. that, that's the dignified way to announce that it's a, a boy. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's got exactly. a sperm shooter. Oh, dear. Uh, but so, uh, all of this was really funny, though. All of it was really entertaining, especially when Andy's like, oh, the baby could be mine. It, it's, and Lucy kind of knows that it's not. So Well, I think it still could be. Hmm. I think now that Lucy's like, oh... Now I don't yeah, know, but true. I have to tell him that it might not be his because Andy is convinced it's his. Yeah at, the, yeah. at this point, I think for them, I think we need a happy ending where it is his, and it'd be nice, wouldn't it? They decide to be happy because they're both not very bright. So let's let's have them together. Let's have yeah. them be happy and not bright together. I I feel sorry for the baby, admittedly, a little bit in that scenario. Maybe it's better if the baby is the other guys because I don't know to he, have. Yeah, but he's a dick as well, though. It's he's a like... dick, but it, he didn't seem entirely stupid yeah but i feel bad for her in that case though because he was treating her like shit yeah yeah but like we said before when this came up andy will step in and raise it anyway yeah that's true he's, he's a tripper exactly so yeah that's fine yeah, but that, that was just all very entertaining uh, other, other little bits uh here's here's a weird thing so 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 norma's mother shows up and she's got a new husband and okay fine 
Uh, and she's a little bit worried that he might be into gambling or whatever because she sees that thing in the newspaper. And then they all go to dinner with her and Hank. Nice double date mm-hmm. to catch up. And the, the ladies go to the bathroom and Hank and Ernie, who's this guy, know each other from prison. He's lying. This is another connection that <laughs> just yeah. came out of nowhere. Just, just because at this point in the show. Yeah, so Ernie's an ex-con. And he's actually, he claims that he's not doing her work he's not trying to steal her money he actually genuinely wants to marry her and be with her and and we have no reason to doubt that because yeah true this is this is hanky song to alone he's got no reason to lie and hank's full of shit hank, hank's like trying because hank's been missing for two days because he was with jean renault who who knows what deal he's concocted yeah, with him exactly for his own life but he, he's like trying to extort him he doesn't come out and say it but that's what he's getting at he's like oh a, a good family's worth you know any money in the world isn't it it's, it's like he's going to try and extort him to keep quiet mm. about his his origins so, yeah, that's a thing that happened. Uh, there you go. Uh, I just to go back to Leland for a minute. I forgot to mention the scene where Donna and James come round to look for Maddie, and yeah. she's she's already well. She he claims she's already gone, and that's it's a perfect excuse, alibi or not alibi, but reason yeah, for her yeah, disappearance. She, we knew she was leaving. The, yeah. she, they knew she was leaving. Yeah. Uh, so that that all works, but I liked how he how sort of nice and friendly he was being with them. He's like, oh, writer, I'm sure she'd like that. It's like just yeah. it just felt especially sinister. Uh, which leads us to the, the final scene, which was I kind of just, even though it was kind of connected to other stuff, I, st- I veered away from it because I wanted to leave it to the do, 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 just conclusion. Get to this the, the bit that leads into it mm. when we're back with uh, Cooper and Audrey. Yeah, obviously he gets the phone call. I like that you can hear what it says. He goes, "Oh, that we found another body." Yeah, like, you, you can you can just about make that out, and even if you kind of didn't piece about where it was going anyway, because it only made sense. It was it was nice to to just have that there. Yeah, uh, and what what I liked about the final scene is when they arrive, it, there was this this great thing that it feels like a long. Even it's not even that long, really. I think if you time it, it's not that much. But we get the entire walk from the like shutting the car door to finding the body. Like it feels like a trip, and they're going through like some like foliage and bushes and stuff, and they go through it, and it's it just feels like this one continue. It, it does cut. It's not one shot. It does cut between from POV to them. But it feels like real time. Yeah, but it feels like a proper long walk, and the music sort of like gearing up, and it's like it feels like the start of the show again, almost because it's, it is because it's the exact same, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same face and the same plastic, different hair, but the same thing. Yeah, uh, and it's it just it feels like this big moment where oh shit, we're almost restarting essentially, and we're we're not really because we we know who the killer is, and I'm sure this will give them a reason to go after someone other than Ben because oh shit. It yeah. probably can't be him because he was in custody the entire time. Because they'll, they'll figure out time of death, and that that was when they'd already picked him up. So, yeah, and I feel like this is where they go to Leland because Matt, Maddie and James saw mm. that he he told them that oh hang on she she's gone that she left last night and yeah, he, he says he drove her there no left twenty minutes ago he yeah. drove her there themselves. Yeah, you can see the dominoes falling. You can see all oh, the yeah. house of cards are about to crumble. You can see which pieces have been taken out, and now it's. All going to tumble for uh, Leland slash Bob, Bobland, Lee Bob, Lee Bob. That sounds good. I preferred Bobland personally. It was Bobland. All right, okay. Uh, can't win them all, uh, but no. So that that, that was uh, that, that was that was all the stuff in this episode. Uh, I enjoyed the episode. I, I thought I thought it was entertaining. I thought I thought both the the Jerry Jerry Ben stuff and the Lucy stuff was really funny. And then the actual case stuff, especially the Leland stuff, was super engrossing because like he was being crazy, act great acting from Wise. I think, I think the only thing for me that was maybe a sort of wrinkle in the episode 
was the Ernie prison stuff. Not because there was anything about it that was bad, it just A, felt kind of random, and B, it feels like, oh, here's a plot we can do once the other stuff's done. It kind of felt like, why this episode? Why are we seeing this yeah. now? It doesn't seem to connect in any sort of way. Yeah. I think it's just here because it's a plot we're going to be doing in the off part of the season. That Because we know we're coming up to yeah. this section that everyone agrees is kind of the weak section of the season because Lynch wasn't around, the mystery was kind of wrapped up. We know we're getting to that point. It feels like this is them setting up another plot line for that portion. But And that's okay to have those plots. It's just, why not wait another couple of episodes and then set it up after the mystery? There's no reason well, for it to be set up before this resolves, I don't think. See, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh because I feel like it feels like, oh, we've started and stopped and there's all these new things conveniently starting now. To, to me, it makes more sense to weave it in. The only problem I have with it is because I know it's going to go downhill. I, well, I'm, I'm sort of looking at these new plots and going, all right, these are the, the bad okay, plots that are going to be Here's where section. I disagree. We've already had a few been weaving in, like, uh, you know, the Jocelyn stuff. So oh, yeah. they've, they've oh, yeah. set up multiple ones anyway. But we're not and talking about we're them. Kind... We're, to- we're talking about no, this one. No, no, no. But we're with so in the middle of now we know the killer and this is kind of what most of the show's focused on. So this one, it feels like just save it another couple of episodes and introduce that one a little bit later rather than oh, sure, have them sure. all ready. But I, I just mean like it would feel really weird if we ended what felt like the plot up till now and then all these new threads just all started. If they did all just start, yeah, I, I would agree. But given that we've had others set up, this one felt like it could have just waited another couple of episodes for me. Actually, I, I did uh, forget one actual other little bit. Uh, Bobby and Shelley, mm. uh, they got a tape, and it turns out it was a recording. Leo was apparently not an idiot. He was recording a conversation with him and Ben about burning the mill, and it looks like Bobby now wants to... Uh, extort Ben. Although he, he gets his little letter ready and we don't see the, the result in this episode but all I could think during this part was he's already been arrested. He's not really give you shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of course much. he's of course we're pretty sure he's gonna get out. Yeah. Which also puts a little foil in Catherine's whole plan. Like if he if if they find the real killer and he doesn't need an alibi anymore. She he can come after her. Yeah, because she can't really say anything about the mill getting burned down because that was kinda of her as well. She wanted that to happen. Yeah. A lot of, so a lot of dodgy dealings. It makes things a lot murky. Anyway, there you go. That's uh, this episode of Twin Peaks. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe. We will be back with a second one this week end, probably Sunday night. So look forward to that. Thank you very much for watching. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen for everyday ramblings. Uh, but yeah, that's us, guys. So thanks very much for watching, and we'll see you next time.